So we know that we live in a world that may not be so bright, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But we also know who we can trust in to be our light. In fact, I'm going to just go straight into scripture, get it going right off the top. Mm-hmm. I am in John, and it goes, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is Jesus speaking. And I think it's important for us to start with the source. We know that Jesus is the light of the world. He is our light. He is our source. So as we begin to talk about being the light in a dim world, I wonder how we can begin to take the next step. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when we talk about Jesus being the light, there's there's scripture and, and passages all over the Bible that talk and refer about either the Lord being the light or like the Word being the light. So what's so great about the light? I'm just gonna go into this right now. In Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Should we illustrate where we're going with this? Would you? Yeah. Like, yeah, would you? We got another passage coming later, but so you don't get so much fatigue from our awesome scripture. The next one we get into later is about being a light in a hilltop. So just take a second, close your eyes, and think about how the the source of our light is Jesus. He gives us our light. And as we begin to know him, he's a lamp to our footsteps. So we can see our footsteps lighting up as we walk. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes then you see he positions you. So you're taking that walk one step at a time. And you look around and he puts you on a hilltop to be his light on a hilltop. And so you see that trail of light all the way to that hilltop. And now it is you. He's using us as vessel to shine his light in areas where you never thought you would be positioned or are positioned. And so where we're going with this, and so hopefully you could picture that, the light source, giving your feet light, showing your your path all the way up to this hilltop Mm. to to show who he is through your life, through your words, through your love, through your conduct. And so we have three key passages that we just, you know, will talk about. The two we already talked about, this next one will come soon. But the thing we want to really make sure is important is that when Jesus came as the light of the world, he didn't come here to condemn us. He came here to save us. Yeah. And so as we begin to talk about how to be the light in this world, it's so important for us to emphasize that when we have discussions or we are living in a way that's supposed to be the best that we can honor the Lord, that we don't ever have a heart posture of being judgmental towards other people in where they are in their life, in their walk with the Mm -hmm. Lord, or they're not walking with the Lord, because Jesus did not come here himself as our main source of light to judge people he came here to save. So therefore, we, Mm -hmm. as his vessels, have no right to judge other people and to condemn people. So we start with that because, you know, these these conversations of, of walking steadfast in faith, you come across some really heavy topics. Yeah. And those conversations, if you are really following the Lord, the outcome the Lord wants is that we still have love in our heart. Right, right. right. So it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm going to judge you or I think of it because, no, that's not it. We are wanting to have conversations about how good God is, try to live our lives the way he would have us, and then let him use us as his vessel, knowing that it is only by him that anything good can be accomplished in spaces that he has positioned us um, by his glory and his might. 
and can take us Amen. in places that we never imagined. Like he, God's light isn't going to keep us where we are. It's not a it's not a treadmill. It's a valley. It's a, a hill us. that we're walking through. Yeah. When and we, we do going. the ways yeah. of the world, when we do we or you do you <laughs> and I do me, um, then we're kind of like just doing what everyone else does. Right. Yeah. And you know, we're not going against the grain. We're fitting in. Mm-hmm. We're we're like doing what the world would want us to do. And that's kind of what we talk about when we talk about the world. It's just like you're doing what everyone else normally does. But however, I think there's another path. And mm-hmm. the other path is like what God would want us to do. And that usually looks a lot different. Absolutely. At least it should. Right. So that tension right there. There's yeah. usually a tension and then a decision and a response. Yeah. On our end. Yeah. Conforming or and what uh, what's the other option really? Like right. let's dig into that. Yes. Yes. So in the tension, right? In the tension. That's a that's a really mm-hmm. This is something that every day we have a choice. Every day we have a choice to wake up and conform to the patterns of the world as the Bible talks about not doing. Or we have a choice to be led in faith by God's leading and his word. And as we dig into scripture here, there's a couple scriptures that we are going to share that we want to meditate on um, both during this, but after as well. We just ask that you would open these scriptures up and have the Lord reveal to you what this looks like for your life. So many times we are looking at our lives and we feel called to do and to be something different than what we are Mm -hmm. but it looks like that would be either really impossible Mm -hmm. or super uncomfortable right like lord none of my family believes that the bible is still true like come on all these things that how can you be in a relationship and not have you know sex before marriage how can you you know follow the word and forgive people who have strifed you like these are things that aren't realistic in the world now but God says my word is true and so you may be in situations where the Lord has placed you in these families like it's not a mistake that you are in families or friends or friend circles or um, workplaces like God has placed you in these places intentionally and so it is not up for us to be different for the sake of being different Mm -hmm. but it is important that we are knowing what the word says and that we are doing the best that we can to follow it because by following Mm -hmm. the word we're able to let the lord show his light in our heart in our lives and that pours out to everybody else around us right and so we want to put pursue this can you go into scripture nicole yeah and do you just want to do you want to talk about the scripture about the lampstand yeah absolutely So we look into, um, we're looking into Mark chapter 4, verse 21 through 22. And Jesus is talking. He is um, talking with his disciples. And he said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. 
And you know what I, so if we look at that scripture, what I, I usually take when I read that is we talk about our deeds, our heart, um, but I think about even faith. Like the Lord has placed in our heart a seed of faith. And if we're looking at are we able to steward the faith that he's put in our heart and what that means for people who, you know, I'm trying not to use these churchy words, but like stewarding and, and things usually um, connect to money. But faith is actually something God has given us as a blessing, right? He allows us to have greater faith as we pursue him. Is it fair that if he gives us a heart for him to know him and he allows us to have faith to then conceal that by not sharing it with anybody else, mm. to not showing the fruit of what it looks like to have relationship with Christ. Mm. That to me is, um, it's, it would be dishonoring to him as I've grown in my relationship with him. And so I don't want to go too much into this example, but I just give this example of my family because it is something that's been so near and dear to my heart. When I came to know the Lord, it was uncomfortable to be around my closest family and friends because it wasn't something that anyone around me had closely experienced. So when I started going, I first just really became diligent about making my schedule free on Sundays to go to church. Mm -hmm. This didn't mean like I was reading the Bible every day or I was worshiping every day, but I knew I needed to get to church on Sunday morning, and I made sure that I did get to church for many, many years without missing. I didn't care what was happening because I felt called to go. I didn't know why. And as I would go, I would get calls every Sunday from my mom, my family, because we always, you know, we're a close family. Like, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and then yeah. eventually they would realize that on Sunday mornings I was at church. So they would stop calling me during that time, and they would start asking me, like, how was church or how was your day? And a couple of years passed and I invited them to um, like a Christmas or I think it was Christmas or Easter. And my mom came. None of the rest of them came because they just were like, I'm not ready for Jesus. It was kind of a joke. You know, it's kind of like I'm not I'm not perfect. I got vices. I got things I don't want to come out. Right. Because we're talking about things like, you know, yeah. come to light the heart. <laughs> And they're like, uh, yeah. I yeah. might melt if I go into church. So yeah. I was, I, I had grace because, of course, like we're all in the same family. We all have been exposed to the same things, and they're beautiful people. So it's not like they had a lot of, of things, but it was just that hard posture of like, I'm not a church person. So my mom went, and she liked the service, and so she, you know, she said, oh, I'll go to the next holiday one. Well, I just made sure to stay consistent on my Sundays because it was really something that I knew was me and the Lord, and. When I would go visit my mom and my family was there, oftentimes she would tell me now. She didn't tell me at the time, thank you, Lord, because I probably would have cried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but th my sisters would be like, oh, we got to go. I can't talk about Jesus today. Like, because I was, I was on fire. I was like, this, uh, you know this guy? Like, this guy, like, Jesus is awesome. <laughs> like, because it was just that passion yeah. and that, like, that hope, which mm -hmm. I'd never had that hope my entire life to know that, like, there's this, amazing God who loves me mm -hmm. and I've messed up so many times but he still loves me so of course I wanted to go tell everybody especially my family yeah and so just picture like you know ants like fleeing as soon as I <laughs> as soon as like someone walking in that's exactly what I image now that my mom tells me she's like yeah it's funny because 
they'd be, you know, come and talk and they see you pull up and they would just be like, okay, we love you. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In that time, the Lord allowed my heart to love him so much. He gave me grace. He planted a seed. And my mom came to the next holiday and he allowed her heart to experience change. And so she, you know, before that, she didn't really understand what I was talking about. We didn't really see eye to eye on things because I was seeing things a little bit more differently now that I was being revealed to a different truth, right? Than what people Mm -hmm. in the culture without the Lord, like everyone has their own truth before you know the Lord and you realize there's only one truth, (laughs) right? Right. Um, And so she went and she started coming more and more. And then she was saved at the church. Mm, I love that. And it was beautiful. And she started making it part of her routine, regardless if I could go. She was going to go. And she loves mm. it. That's awesome. And so through the time period of... And like, Can you explain to right there what it means that she was saved at church? Like, how does it even look? Yes. So that Like, how did you know? Yes. Absolutely. Good question. So she she came to a place in her heart where she's like, yes. I'm a, I love this this man like Jesus mm. I'm all about this man she felt the being reborn that's awesome so she was baptized right so she mm-hmm. she had come to a place in her heart where she was really like I don't know what this world has to offer me but I know that the Lord Jesus died for my sin for her sin and she fully believed it and she she experienced what it was to have salvation. I could see it in her heart. I could see it in, in her transformation of her lifestyle. She was so forgiving and patient compared to, you know, myself even to how we were before the Lord. Because when the Lord saves you, he transforms your heart. It's mm-hmm. a process. But he does it. And so she experienced that. And you could see one by one, my sisters would come to church and then my brother and now i look down on most sundays and i see you know the whole aisle filled with family mm-hmm. and in the aisle behind with cousins and holidays like whoever we can touch right and it was not because of who i was before or who i am now i'm not perfect but it was because the lord created in me a heart for him and i didn't waver and I didn't cover it up and I didn't conceal it I shared with my family Mm -hmm. maybe a little too strongly at first but over time I shared how he has been good and the greater thing that happened is they saw it they witnessed how he transformed my heart Mm -hmm. you know they they knew me my entire life and we thought we had good relationships until the Lord transformed my heart and we realized what it was to be in a good relationship, which is you're selfless, right? You mm-hmm. truly have authentic love, which we believe we did have. We've always had a great loving family, but there's a level to it once you know Christ, that there's an authenticity and that care that just grows and you feel it and you know it. And it's just like, thank you, Jesus, because we need each other. And you knew that by coming into our heart, we could build a solid foundation. We could break off generational ties of past toxic tendencies of other ways right. of living, you know. That's another level. Anything. That's yes. a different level of yes. conversation and communication and relating to one another. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so in the period of time before we got to where I see them in those seats at church and, mm-hmm. and reading their Bible and in our Bible studies, there was tension. 
there was conversations about, you know, like, do you believe the word is true? Well, how can you think the word is true? There's these situations like, don't you love people? I'm like, absolutely. Have you gotten to the word? Because the whole word is about how Jesus came and came to love. And we talk about really hot topic stuff. And there's tension, Nicole. Like, you know, with family, sometimes there can be tension or friends um, about political topics. And it's like really hard. And are you going to mm-hmm. say, you know what, you're right. The word is not actually got it right. Culture does. But we need to use the word for some things, which is not what the word wants us to do. Or are you going to say in a loving way, I love you to whoever you're talking about in these situations. But greater than anything else, I am called to follow the word the best I can. I am not perfect. That's why I do need a savior every day. But I can't submit to conform to these ideas outside of the word and and pretend to believe in those when the Lord has put his light and his heart in me to be steadfast in my faith and to say the word of God is true. And it's not my opinion. It's what he's called as true. And so, like, those conversations have been really hard. But the Lord grew my capacity and my strength in those situations to elevate, right, this really, really strong opinionated you know platform where families often give into what is on the news to like say hey no we gotta we gotta rock we can't change what the truth is and to be able to be that rock in that situation let the lord use me where sometimes it was a really healthy conversation sometimes it was like we'll have to come back to this because we're not agreeing and we don't need to agree on it right now but you also can't change my heart in believing that the bible's not true and i can tell you by being honest by being steadfast in faith, it allowed my my family to grow together through some hard topics. It also left room for the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts during prayer time, where they would come back and we'd talk about it and be like, you know what, this was revealed to me. I'm seeing things differently. Mm-hmm. Because God knew he could use that dialogue and work in their heart what he wanted them to know individually. Because it's not it's not about each one of us having a certain level of, of faith that's going to make other people believe. It's about being willing to let the Lord use us when he puts us in a position to be his faithful servant. So I used to think that I needed to know all the answers. It's <laughs> not. No, it's not. That's true. prideful, right? Yeah. Like, I got to know all the answers. And God's like, no, you just got to trust me. And you just got to be, like, transparent with what I've told you. And so when you talk about that scripture, you're talking about like a lamp mm-hmm. on a hill. He calls us to be that. He calls us to let his light show. And he'll put us on a hill because he knows that we are strong enough in, in submitting to him and, and are pursuing him that he can use us. And if we're not used in those places, there's so many people who stay in their dimness because they don't know any better. You know, mm. the Lord's people perish because of a lack of knowledge and if he has given us this knowledge and this faith and this goodness it's our it's our blessing it's our responsibility it's it's what he's called us to do to stand in that spot and regardless if we know how it's going to look to be able to be used and so i want to use one more opportunity of scripture or what use one more scripture here that I, i always look at Please do. 
we were talking about, it goes, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person each person according to what they have done. And like I look at that and I just think to myself, like, even family, friends, work, wherever we are, we can't sell our soul into wanting to to fit in. We can't sell our soul mm-hmm. into comfort. It's selfish, one, right? Because, one, God gives us the opportunity to share his goodness. And that could be in action. It could be in conversation. And, two, like, we're, we're basically, like, saying, God, thank you for what you've done in my heart. I don't really care to share that, and I don't want to be uncomfortable, and I don't want to look weird, because I surely look weird. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know this. They should write a book about the weirdness the that weirdness. you and I are sometimes. I know. I know. <laughs> but it's, it's, but you know. Definition. Look it up in the dictionary. Our pictures. Yeah, right there. Okay. Weird. Weird. <laughs> I don't know which one you are. We'll talk about that <laughs> But it's important, because it's like, Okay. There's something, too, that Paul says, and I can't remember what scripture off the top of my head, where it's like, if I'm going to be a fool for anything, let it be a fool for Christ. Right. And so I I will take what I think the world is so afraid of. Like, I don't want to be weird. I don't want to stand out. I just want to blend in. I want to be basic. Isn't that what people say? Mm. It's like a tagline. Yes. And the Lord's like, excuse me, I died on the cross for you to not be basic and conform. Yeah. I died on the cross for you because I love you. Now are you willing to show my light by just standing in faith? Are you willing to just pick up your cross, to give up what you perceive as your identity, and let me show you who I've called you to be? Because you are not basic. You are you're highly favored by being the Lord's child. So it's just important that we don't get wrapped up in being weird because... Why? Hmm. I want to be a weirdo now. Go ahead, but not in anything else. Just be a weirdo for Christ, right? Like, but like we can't. We we can't. That's beautiful, conform. though. Good. It just reminds me, honestly. Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is really, really old school because I haven't watched Simpsons in a long time. But the Lord's gonna bring this to my memory. Um. So in one of the episodes, it just you know Homer was always about eating donuts. And having, like, donuts. I don't know. He just loved yes. them. Yep. And then there was, like, an episode where there was just one, there was one donut. <laughs> and if he had that one donut, then his whole entire soul could be, like, like his life was taken away when he had that one donut <gasps> that he wasn't allowed to have because he just needed a donut that day. So he's like, Adam and Eve donut style. I know. It? I don't know. I know. <laughs> but he went and had that donut, and then... His life was no longer. <laughs> he was taken down, not into the place where he thought he would ever, ever go. Like there was no more Marge, Bart, Lisa. Like he had Aww. no family. Actually, it was kind of a sad ending yeah. for a Simpsons episode. Maybe this is why I remember it because it was sad. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and it ended with him just being like walking around in this in this place and he now had this human like oh. human like image to him he was no longer a cartoon he more looked like a human yeah you got to check out this episode but yeah. it's sad mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it's sad because he no longer was the Homer we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of how it feels sometimes when we give into those things that we are, that are w- what we want to do, mm-hmm. you know, or what feels good, mm-hmm. um, not hard, even if it's the right thing. The deception. Yeah. There's a deception there. It's like, this is going to make you feel great. You're going to be happier with this. Yeah. And then you eat the donut or you sell your soul. And you actually lose a piece of that um, discernment, if you will. Like, Mm -hmm. you lose the discernment and even the the desire to do that good thing. And you kind of feel like less, I don't know what it is, that word. But you're more like everyone else, Mm -hmm. I guess. And you're less of that light like you're you're less alive. salty yeah or oh, alive yeah. is good yes. but like yeah. to no i think alive is a good word for it you're less like alive to what and awake to what mm-hmm. god is is actually wanting for you to do to be able to live that that life he has promised you so yeah i just thought i'd throw that in That's there good though but yeah and it speaks to me personally too but anyway um we should probably wrap this up so should we pray yeah let's do it all right lord thank you so much that you have provided a space lord for us to be able to speak of your word and to think about your goodness lord lord i just pray over the person listening our brother or our sister in you lord that they may be able to have courage and strength lord to walk as your light that they may feel the abundant life that you provide for them by just walking in faith I pray that in the situations and the circumstances that they may encounter this week, Lord, that they may just show the goodness of who you are through their actions, through their love and their kindness and their gentleness and goodness, self-control, Lord. And I pray that if they have the opportunity to speak about who you are, that you would just give them so much courage and wisdom and confidence that they will be able to share who you are to those around them. You would make the hearts of everybody open to it. And Lord, I just thank you that they know you. May they not be nervous or timid or scared of walking in your ways. Help them to not conform, Lord, to things of this world that do not honor you. Let them be the light of the world as you have called each one of us to walk in your likeness, Lord. And remind them how much you love them. And that it is not by their perfection that you chose them. It is by who you are, our Savior Jesus, that they are chosen and able to walk in life. We love you, Lord. It's in your holy name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.